It's all Gino's fault. Everything. Every single slice of everything that goes wrong is Gino's fault. Always remember that. Good morning to you. Good Monday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Penguins. It comes your way bright and early every weekday morning. If you're into football and or baseball, I also offer up Daily Shots of Steelers and Pirates, the other two teams that I cover. Right here we found this. Penguins 3, Jets 2 via shootout. That's now five wins in a row. And if you can believe this, 16 in the last 18 games. This is the difference, by the way, between streaks and just great runs in sports. One little thing is enough to keep you from making big national news. But the Penguins are no doubt flying high in terms of results and outcomes. But as Sullivan very fairly observed yesterday after the game, this team, even at 26-10-5 and at the halfway point, still has a long way to go toward getting where he wants to get it. Well, I think our team has played a lot of really consistent hockey. Um, you know, I think most recently it might, might be our most volatile game, team game that we've put on the ice. So I think that's our challenge moving forward is, is, is to put a consistent game on the ice that we think is going to give us a chance to win, regardless of who our opponent is. You know, and it, and it comes down to... For me, it comes down to a team game, knowing what your role is, doing your job, and trusting that your teammates are going to do theirs on both sides of the puck. And then it's having an understanding of, of risk-reward when, when we're out there. I think when, we, when we're calculated and we make, uh, we, we, we make better decisions with the puck, uh, so we put our teammates and our team in good spots, I think that's when our team's at its best. And, and for most of the year, I think we've been pretty good about it. But... You know, I think uh, most recently, I, I, I don't think our, our risk-reward factor has been as diligent, and that's our challenge moving forward. Like I said, fair. Uh, and his timing for making that statement couldn't have been any better, considering how very, very badly the Penguins were outplayed by the Jets through two periods. Uh, we haven't seen teams get away with throwing their weight around against Pittsburgh. It just came up a handful of days ago with the home game against the Senators. The Senators were more being snarly and nasty. The Jets were just trying to shove them through the glass using their size and speed that they've had for several years now. And it sure worked for a while until the Penguins got really opportunistic with Two goals, nine seconds apart by Kasperi Kapanen and Jeff Carter. And then Sidney Crosby scored the only goal. And in the interim, while things were going bad, everything that I was seeing, hearing, and reading on social media in particular was about how Gino was killing this team ever since his return. Oftentimes, in politics, but also just in life, if something gets repeated frequently enough and then repeated some more and repeated some more, 
it's just accepted at face value. No one bothers to actually dig into it to see if it's true. It's just true because everyone has said that it's true, and there's no way all these people would be saying it's true if it wasn't true. That's what's happened with this Geno thing. There's not one shred of evidence to support the notion that his return, whether it's this season or even the return that he made last season, have some kind of damaging or chaotic effect on this hockey team. There's nothing there. And this time alone, the team is 6-1 and one since his return. He's got three goals and four assists over seven games. I think we could all agree that in the year 2022, having a point-a-game pace in the National Hockey League at age 35 is pretty freaking good. His advanced metrics hold up. He has, at times, through these seven games, been the Penguins' visibly best player. And he's only just getting started after a surgery and recovery that took several months. But he's this disruptor thing too, right? This portion of Daily Shot of Penguins is brought to you by the good people at the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank, where they're committed to providing food for all of our neighbors in need across western Pennsylvania. They, in turn, need your help. Find out how $1 can be turned into five full meals for those in need. Visit pittsburghfoodbank.org. I mean, come on. Let's, let's at least do a little bit of independent thinking on a subject that's this important related to the hockey team. Want to know what's missing from the Penguins of late? Because as Sullivan said there, it's real. They have not been the same over the last probably 10 or 11 days, and I think that it could begin with the game after Geno's return, meaning the really bad one that they had in Los Angeles right after the really good one that they had about an hour away in Anaheim. But what I'm seeing, as opposed to just following along with a narrative, is that Evan Rodriguez hasn't scored a goal. No, he actually has no points in the last nine games. That's a problem. Danton Heinen hasn't scored a goal in eight games. He has one in his last 14. These guys were vital cogs to the Penguins other than holding the fort in the absence of Geno and, of course, before that, Sidney Crosby and others. The other thing that's happened along the way, and it's become so common in the NHL and, and across all sports, really, that we don't even think about it anymore, is that They've been missing a lot of guys lately in and out of the lineup, whether it's COVID or injuries, important guys. The lines, the forward lines, have been different every single night over these past seven games, the seven games in which Geno's played. His line mates have changed. Sid's line mates have changed. Jeff Carter's changed positions. 
they're now going to change that much more with Teddy Bluger, apparently having to be out now for a while with what looks like a mouth-slash-jaw injury after being hit into the glass. Cheap shot, by the way, by Winnipeg's Brendan Dillon yesterday. These aren't small things, and the fact that the Penguins were able to get to where they were while dealing with this sort of thing all along, that was the aberration. That was the weird part that we all had a hard time explaining. I'm not seeing the best, smartest hockey from this group as a whole right now. That goes for the forwards and the defense. I am 1 billion percent convinced that I'd be a complete fool to look at one player who's come back and has played mostly well and say, aha, that's the problem. When we come back, just one question. Just one question that's brought to you always on this program by Fubo TV. The monthly cost of cable is over 200 bucks. Fubo TV is 65 bucks a month to watch all the same channels, including AT&T Sportsnet Pittsburgh. And right now, Fubo TV is offering our listeners of this show a seven-day free trial and 15% off your first month. Just go to FuboTV.com/dk. FuboTV.com/dk. Today's J1Q comes from Doug Cameron in New Zealand. And Doug writes, as you can imagine, it can be difficult to find good information over here regarding the Penguins. I'm very happy to have found your podcast as I spend a lot of time in the car for work. That's really nice, Doug. Thanks. I, I appreciate that probably more than you might even imagine. Continuing on here, Doug asks, I have a question about offside calls. We've seen a couple of times in recent games where the Penguins or the other team had goals waved off several seconds, even as much as 25 seconds, after the offside play. Now, both ended up being obvious offside, so my question is whether the team's video staff or even players on the bench that see it are making a call to those on the ice to clear the zone and re-enter, knowing that if a goal is scored, it'll be reviewed and taken away. Wow! How did we have to wait for a J1Q from New Zealand to hit that kind of jackpot? Um, No, it doesn't happen that quickly, my man. <laughs> that would be something. Like if you're offside, I see what you're saying. Your team's offside. Linesman blew it, called you onside. So your team could then just recalibrate and go back into the neutral zone before uh, attacking anew. Um, no, no. However, however, I'm glad you asked this question because – this came up in a conversation that I had with Mike Sullivan over the weekend in Columbus. He was explaining how Andy Saucier and the team's video staff will look at uh, everything. And they have a very, very fast 
mechanism for reaching the coaches and doing so with great conviction so that the challenge can be issued when it's needed to be, meaning before the next drop of the puck. Instead of me trying to answer this, I'm just going to play for you uh, Sullivan's full answer, and then after that, a follow-up question that I had, and then his answer from there. I did not see it. That was Sauce and Madison. Those guys are all-stars with what they do, and uh, you know they know what the criteria is. And when we're making those decisions, we we've talked a lot about that as a coaching staff before the season even starts. I have so much faith in those guys and and what they see, and uh, you know it, it was they 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 made no. Uh, there, there was no, uh, what's the word, hesitation on their part at all. They, it was, you know, they they radioed to the bench that it's 100% offside. So for me, I, I have so much faith in those guys. They're great at what they do. You just go with that, right? You don't you don't say no. Let me see the iPad first. I trust those guys okay. just based on the history that we've that we've had okay. over the years. And uh, the other aspect of it is we get that monitor on the bench. We got to look through a piece of plastic. Like it's not as it's harder for us, you know. I I have trouble without my glasses as it is. And when you're looking down at your feet and you got to look through the plexiglass, we can't see it as well as those guys see it when they're in the video room. They're they're they they have a much clearer picture than we do. And a lot of times those types of calls, you need a pretty clear picture if if you're going to be 100 percent sure. So. But I, I have I have one hundred percent faith in those guys. Pretty cool, huh? I mean, that, that's just. By the way, that's just an example of the kind of effort that this coach makes when he's dealing with reporters. There's a respect factor there. Believe me, not all of us deserve it. Okay, uh, I'm sure there are times I don't either. You know, or I'll ask a stupid question or whatever. I do enough of these things; it's inevitable. But he treats the professional with respect because I think and feel that he understands that you, all the way out there in New Zealand, are at the other end of what it is that's being asked. So this just basically proves it, right? Right? Because I'm asking this and it ends up answering your question. I like this. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Penguins. We'll do another one tomorrow.